Hey there, welcome to episode 39 of the Author Elevate podcast, where we celebrate books, equip authors, and promote brain-happy creative living. So if you're a fiction author looking for sustainable success on your terms, you're in the right place. And because we are also in the business of celebrating books, if you are a reader who also loves to learn a little bit about the author life and is hanging out for those awesome what my book taught me book features you are also in the right place and we're also so glad that you are here i'm your friendly host janina bolito and we have a great episode for you today we're going to be starting a new occasional series called going rogue where i'll be giving advice for when parts of your writing or marketing life just go completely off plan and this is for all those of you who are planners and like well that never happens to me i guarantee it's going to happen at some point in the game <laughs> and also if you're on the other end and you're discovery writers and you're like well i have no plan there can still be times when your expectations or your focus um or your overall kind of mindset shifts about something and it just kind of weirds you out and especially since we're going to be talking about when your marketing goes off plan this can happen to everyone. So super excited for this new occasional series, which means it's gonna happen occasionally here and there uh, in between episodes with guests and in between other kinds of episodes, but it will be a continual part of this whole podcast because I just think that this is something that regularly happens in author life and that we need to talk about this. And also going rogue sounds way more fun than just, oh good grief, what even is life? Ugh, it's never gonna work which in fact can often be what you feel like when your writing or marketing does go rogue. <laughs> so before we dive in, if you're listening on YouTube, please do subscribe and hit that bell icon for notifications so that you never miss an episode. And this is another friendly reminder that we do have exclusive content that only happens on our YouTube channel. So if you haven't checked out our Brain Happy Creative Living series or our Let's Learn Stuff series, we already have some videos up there and more are going up. And also a side benefit, if you're the kind of person that wants to be able to quick reference some of these episodes and, you know, it's like, wow, I have to wait through the whole episode again. I mean, it's awesome that you want to listen to my amazing voice. <laughs> but I get if you just want the information, we're going to be posting up specific excerpts just with certain specific helpful content on our YouTube channel exclusively. So it's a great time to hang out there. But of course, if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, etc., um, we're super, super glad to have you there as well. And uh, make sure that you rate and review on iTunes. And also a huge shout out to our subscribers on Patreon. Uh, you guys, your support means the world to us. And thank you so much for believing in what we do with sustainable success. And if you'd like to support Author Elevate and get access to a, a whole library now of different quick exclusive training videos that are connected to the various episodes that we have recorded. Those are exclusively for our Patreon supporters at the $3 level and above. So just $3 a month gets you access to our subtly growing video library of all of these exclusive trainings that are only there. Plus you get to support us and you get a sticker and life is great. So if that sounds awesome, please do head over there. Now, in terms of my personal writing life, I had a fantastic time teaching uh, via Zoom to a writer's group in Florida. It was so awesome. We talked about different publishing um, avenues, whether it's trad 
whether it's small press tread, whether it's self-pub, some kind of hybrid model, or we even talked about some of those uh, presses that call themselves presses that are really swindles. We went through all of that, answered some great, great questions, talked all about how to own your goals. And I am starting to plan up my schedule for 2024 in terms of conferences, conventions, et cetera. I am planning on being at Realmakers uh, 2024. I have another exciting thing on the horizon that Lord willing, I'll be able to talk about if everything goes well with that. So if you want me to show up at a place near you, if you wanna uh, have me speak to your writing group, um, if you want me to show up at a particular conference near you, uh, please do reach out and I will see what I can do. This is the time often to you know, hand in uh, those applications and fill out those vendor forms or et cetera. I do not have all the energy spoons to travel all over the place constantly like some uh, individuals in my field do. So if you have a place near you that you're like, hey, come here and do something special or teach here, please do reach out. Uh, via contact at JaninaBolito.com and we'll see what we can work out. Also, here's a nerdy thing. I just saw the line art for my next book cover and oh my goodness, so shiny and it's a great incentive for getting through all these edits. For those of you who are like, wow, edits are hard, I feel you all over again because I've never really written in this style before. It's still my voice, but it's a bit different because my brain is special. So these edits are taking a bit longer than I'm used to, and I'm having to have a lot of patience <laughs> with that. And it's a good growing experience for me. So seeing that line art and finally getting that nailed down and going, yes, that's going to work, was really, really encouraging after uh, sitting there and going, okay, it took me two hours to edit a page, or it took me two hours to edit five pages. This is a lot. This is taking a lot longer <laughs> than I usually do. And you know, it just keeps you humble. It's always a learning experience and that's all good. And so that's where I am with that. Now, for the take of the week, I'm going to briefly touch on direct sales because there has been some drama over at the Zon. Uh, some vibes about KU going down in what they're reimbursing authors for. There's more algorithm weirdness, which I think probably in part is due to them trying to implement some different stuff to stop people from uploading AI books and etc. Anytime Amazon messes with the with one part of their algorithm or one part of their process, generally everything tends to get a bit wonky. So it could be that. It could be maybe you're just tired of being in Kindle Unlimited. If you feel like you want to go wide and have your books in all of these different bookstores um, as ebook and paperback, that's awesome. That's great. Like, go wide. Um, and you can add on direct sales. There's a lot of talk about how the best way to do this is really just do direct sales through your website, how you get all the profit from that, and how that is the way to go so that you don't have to trust anyone else with your stuff. I mean, I don't know about you, but over the last few weeks, my inbox has been flooded with blog posts, podcast episodes, mini courses, webinars, and all of the best ways to sell direct. And this is because on the author services side and the entrepreneur side, we're reading the room. People are going, hey, I should create something for this, provided, you know, hopefully they're successful in that area. So they're providing based on something that they themselves can accomplish. But they're saying, hey, I'm going to tap into this and... Honestly, at the best case, they're going to try to provide what people need. 
and, and answer that cry of what is going on with life and will this help me? And that is great. But just make sure that you're being careful with that. Go back and check out that episode I did recently about, you know, is that course book flagship program, is that right for you? Make sure you're vetting these things through that. In my case, I actually am working on adding a really solid uh, bookstore to my website in part because for me, it's like, why not? I already sell services, courses, and toolkits direct. And so I do understand part of that process, and I'm a slight control freak who wants to offer all these special things to my readers that I can't do in exclusive routes. So I would go and say, hey, I want to do this. Oh, I can't because I'm in, in this exclusive thing, or I'm in Kindle Unlimited. And I'm just like, but I want to do Shinies my way. I want to offer things the way I want to do it. So that's for me. Um, I'm in a course that helps with the product side of direct sales, particular fiction books, which I continue to remind you, selling fiction books for profit is a special beastie. Always, always. <laughs> it is one of the harder ways to ever create like sustainable profit. It can be one of the most fun and, and most rewarding, but if you're looking for quick and easy, this is not the way to go. Um, and all that being said, do understand that going wide or doing direct sales or both isn't just a switch you flip, not remotely. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes a lot of work. It takes solid guidance from people if you don't understand some of the back end. And even then, it does not necessarily work the best for all genres. So you could put a lot of effort. Uh, you could potentially put money for ads for this, and it may not work best for your genre anyway. And of course, even though the emails say otherwise, direct sales may not work for your life season, skill set, et cetera, and that is completely okay. So I'm going to be talking about this more in future episodes with some guests and sharing about my experiences with this course in the future in a, a Let's Learn Stuff video exclusively on my YouTube channel. But in the meantime, remember that part of sustainable success is owning your goals, your life season, your abilities, and moving forward in ways that are healthy for you. So make sure you take the time, breathe, journal, etc., pray, and do what works for you. And also, every overnight success and every easy sale came from years of hard work, months of hard work, etc. <laughs> In some way, a lot of work is being done uh, by anyone who is ethically and honestly making overnight, having that overnight success or doing those easy sales. So remember that and uh, don't let anyone convince you otherwise because they're trying to sell you something. All right. That was your... <laughs> Your my take of the week on that, also probably a little bit of a warning in there. Again, really, if you want to try direct sales or stuff, it's fine. Just make sure that you understand this is not going to be an easy, like, flip a light switch and everything is awesome. All right. Now on to the main topic of today's episode. What happens when your protagonist goes rogue? Just doesn't work the way you want them to they don't they're not where they should be life is weird we're not sure some specific ways that this can show up in your story is you're writing your book and suddenly your protagonist doesn't want to move forward so you just don't have inspiration for them to move forward they feel stuck this if you're a planner and this happens to you, you're like this is really weird this doesn't happen to me i sit down i write the words i go on about my life um if you're a discovery writer, then sometimes this can lead you to five different potential avenues that could be lots of bunny trails and also unfocus you from, in fact, finishing that book. 
Um, this can also look like your protagonist not liking someone they should like. So their partner in crime, their best friend, sibling, love interest. They're meant to get along with this person and something is off. This could also mean they're sympathizing a lot with the antagonist and they're not meant to. <laughs> they're getting along too well and maybe you didn't want that to happen. Another a way that a protagonist could go rogue is that the doom that should be impacting them, those pinch points, those times of awful tragedy or difficulty, they're shrugging it off. Even though you're trying to write those reaction scenes, it's just not hitting them. And it also could be something where they're not showing up as a strong character. And what this can look like for you as an author is maybe you're writing them and you're more interested in side characters. You're more interested in those journeys. You spend more time with those side characters. You focus on them more. Your, your protagonist maybe just isn't getting as much of your time. You can't stand them, etc. So, of course, there are a lot of other ways that protagonists can go rogue as well. And this is where authors come to me for a breakthrough coaching session or show up in the Author Elevate Jam session with their questions. You are welcome to do either or both. But for the purposes of this uh, value-laden podcast episode, we're going to tackle those five particular ways of going rogue that I mentioned above. So what if you're writing your book and suddenly a protagonist doesn't want to move forward? Well, the first thing you can do is check their motivation and their backstory and make sure that you're hitting that motivation and backstory. Maybe that maybe what, something that's going on in your book is taking them in a different direction than their backstory suggests. And it's your gut saying, wait, this is wrong. Or maybe you're beating them up too much. I've had these moments where I've, I was like, okay, author, you need to back off and give them a bit of a breather. You know, they need a chance to process something in a healthy way. Give them a little bit of space to breathe and, you know, give them that moment. Slow down your pacing a bit and then move forward. Maybe you've lost sight of what their motivation is and whatever you have going next just isn't something that's motivating them. And so you need to go back and say, okay, what happens there? Also check your genre and your life season. This might be a gut check that something your protagonist is doing it doesn't align with your the genre you're writing in or it might be that you're you put something in their path that in your life season you can't handle writing that maybe even that night you had a hard day and you just can't do that so check with yourself and see how that works um this also could be that your character needs more muchness to feel comfortable moving forward so i had the situation with a character that just stopped and i had everything set up was beautiful and i just couldn't at a certain point, I would try to write and the, the words just wouldn't flow. And I realized that this particular character had been beaten up too much in their childhood. And I needed to give them a little more sense of safety to move forward. Not much, but just a little bit more. This was a fantasy book, so I increased their superpowers just a bit. <laughs> Not enough to make it so that I would, lack, I would lose story attention. There was still doom. There was still threat of, of danger. But I gave them just a bit more so they could move forward. So check with that in terms of how your protagonist is operating, what they're being motivated by, um, your genre, your life season, are you ready to write this hard thing for them, etc. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with you. If you get to a place where you plan to write a certain thing for your protagonist and life happened, and at that moment you can't do that. There is nothing wrong with you. You are a human, you are not a robot, and we are all impacted by our actual lives, not just our stories. Those things interact. 
All right, something else that could be happening is your protagonist doesn't like their partner in crime, their best friend, the love interest, they don't like them, and not in a, a fun way, but in a, oh, they really don't click. Um, and they're meant to. They're meant to have this great chemistry. So this could be a chemistry issue. You may have to go back and add some chemistry elements. Uh, this can get lost if you're plot-driven sometimes. You can be so focused on getting to the next plot element that you forget that you need to have some of that character interaction and depending on your genre, you're going to need to have more or less character interaction. Again, faster moving plot driven uh, types of stories like thrillers, suspense books, etc. will not have quite as much of that deep character interaction as other genres, but you still need to have something. So you may need to go back and add some of those little bits of banter, um, some of those connecting moments in the story. Uh, this could also mean that you need to dive into the characterization of your protagonist and this love interest or this friend or this sibling and tweak them to work with each other more. Maybe you get put two personalities um, together that are just gonna be more difficult to make them work together, to make them mesh. And you're gonna to have to go and tweak that a bit more and make sure that you fully understand how they're interacting. And it could be, maybe they aren't meant to. Maybe this is your gut telling you the story needs to go in a different direction. I know if you're a discovery writer, this is kind of like, yes, my story is driving me. I, I would caution you on, on embracing this too much because sometimes it can just be lead to a rabbit trail that's not very satisfying in the end. I mean, I can't stop you. So if you want to just chase that rabbit trail, discovery writers, go ahead, cannot stop you. But <laughs> this could also be a sign that maybe your story does need to go in a different direction. Maybe you do need to say something different than you thought. Uh, maybe you need to wait for a future scene to have them really connect and those are all okay things as well all right something else with your protagonist is maybe they're sympathizing a lot with the antagonist and they're not meant to one of the easiest ways to fix this is if you know your antagonist and your protagonist's personality types backstory etc then add some more bad blood between them and not bad blood in the same way so if you have like if you have them both going through the same difficulties and the same childhood issues, guess what? That's Once they figure that out in a weird way, that's actually going to make them connect more <laughs> because we can connect over shared misery. Misery loves company. So if you were like, oh, I'm going to like mirror them and I'm going to have my protagonist and antagonist have like be going through the same things and not realize it. Well, guess what? That is going to create uh, more chemistry. That is going to create some more interesting connections between them. And if you want to do that, that's great. But just be aware that, that happens. Like we connect, we can connect over shared negative experiences. So make sure that you add some bad blood between the protagonist and antagonist that it, in, in ways that are more uh, tending towards conflict, um, make their personality types um, not as compatible. They won't understand each other as well. Or, or add some other things that muddy the waters more. Also, if your protagonist is sympathizing a lot with the antagonist, check your comfort level. Are you simply not ready to write like that kind of story? Do you not want to write like a cutthroat revenge story or you don't want to have the, your protagonist go through that arc of having to deal with this bad blood and this anger? Um, is that just not something you want to write? Is that something that this character's personality wouldn't do? So you have to tweak that. Uh, so consider those elements as well. And again, if you want to redeem things or if you want them to get along more, you can do that too. But this is all based on what's going to work for your goals and your journey. I know a lot of times you're writing for a specific purpose and you don't really want things to get 
mucky all the way over there. Or maybe it's something where you're like, my readers are not going to get this. And I write for entertainment and that connection. And this is going to be a little bit of a hard pill to swallow. So again, go back to your goals. Something else that can happen is this doom that you're heaping on your protagonist and it should be impacting them. They're shrugging it off. This is another place where you need to go to that backstory and make sure that the doom is hitting their pain points. So make sure that it's actually hitting where your protagonist's wounds are. And also make sure that you're really investing in giving them processing scenes and not just action scenes where they feel the doom. You may have to tweak some things, certain personality types, especially the very, like the, the stereotypical rough and gruff guy who never, you know, he never opens up to anyone. Well, you're going to have to figure out a way to make him open up somehow, because if that's your goal and you need to have that moment of vulnerability, he doesn't get to be perfect. He doesn't get to have the, that, perf that perfect mask. So don't be deceived by your characters who you're like, well, but they just don't have that side to them. Unless you're writing an alien, a robot, etc., something where they just, you know, a Vulcan, <laughs> they're going to have emotions and you got to work through those. And even Vulcans. Like they had to figure out ways to make their emotions work in the story. Everybody has a breaking point with this, even if it's your war-torn soldier. So you gotta nicely figure out where that is. Also, just for your awareness, newer authors, there tends to be two extremes. You tend to write, newer authors can tend to write all the pain for catharsis. So you went through a lot of difficulty, so you're gonna just hammer it down on that protagonist to kind of work through that um, in your own brain. Or you um, newer authors tend to go for easy wins for an escape. So you want your protagonist to really easily overcome things and not be affected by them because you can't handle that difficulty right now. You can't handle writing it. And even experienced authors might be in a life season where you need, you really need to write for catharsis or you really need to write for an escape. We do not write in a vacuum separate from our emotions and lives. So be aware of that. Be aware of what you might need right now. Maybe you need to write a quick short story to get out some, some feelings or to provide yourself with a safe place before you tackle that hard thing. Or maybe you have to set that thing aside. I cannot make these decisions for you, but these things are part of the author journey. And something else to consider, what happens if your protagonist is not showing up as a strong character? Well, first of all, make sure that the story is really focused on them and is showcasing their journey. Sometimes this can happen where you were going for what you thought was a growth arc, but it's more of a flat arc where they're constantly resisting temptation and they're constantly having to defend their values. Flat arcs can be inherently more difficult to make interesting. Growth arcs are a bit easier. You have these big, strong points of growth and turning back and going forward again. It's the hero's journey. It's... Um, it's that three-act structure. It is, in some ways, easier to figure out. So maybe you were doing a growth arc, but it's actually a flat arc, and you have to really do a growth arc more um, to make them more compelling. Um, or maybe if it's a flat arc, you really have to give them something very interesting to, to stand for or value. Um, are you really interested in this character? And if you're writing for a certain message or for profit, are there things you can do to make yourself interested? So if you're like, well, I'm not interested in this character, but Janine, the genre, says I have to do it this way because that's what readers want. 
are there ways you can make yourself interested? Are there ways that you can give yourself those little carrots <laughs> to keep yourself going, those little bits of incentive to keep going with that? Um, and is this something where you really need to do this for the message or for the profit? Make sure that you're sure in your goals there. And if you're writing for entertainment, you may be in a situation where you're like, what is fun for you might not be the same as what is fun for your readership. Because of course, entertainment is all about performance. It's all about that audience building, that connection, um, that, that fun. So maybe you have to find a different way to connect with your readers. Maybe you have to focus on something different in the story. So fight for it, <laughs> figure out those protagonists. It's worth it. It's worth it for your story. And in the bonus content for this episode, we are discussing ways to craft a protagonist for your specific purposes, profit, message, or entertainment. So if you know that you're writing for profit, there are ways that you can craft the kind of protagonist you're writing that's going to be compelling for that. If you're doing entertainment, you're going to approach it from a different way. And of course, a lot of writing articles do not have these three different uh, categories and all the subcategories. They don't have that. They don't think about that. And I do because you and your unique goals are different from the person next to you. So click the link below to support Author Elevate on Patreon and access a special video training as well as over 30 others and more that you can binge. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Now go forth and be awesome.